Hello, this is Buzz Cannon and Critical. I'm Chris, aka Joy Pain. And this is Milo, aka Milo. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> my my ho. <laughs> and hey, what's up? It's Brian, otherwise Chinese. And this is Beto. And today we're talking about Knives Out, released in 2019 and directed by Ryan Johnson. I thought it was 2019. He just said that. He said 2019. Yeah. I like you said 2018, but yeah. <laughs> That's my action speaking, brother. Bet, though, that was, uh, you, requ- you requested this movie, right? Yes, I did. So first and foremost, why did you pick this movie? Um, I, did, I chose this movie because I think it's a really good representation of uh, modern world Trumpian American, America. And uh, mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. like like the uh, positive outlook it has on how we can like win this as a, a minorities, you know. It's a little weird. For very me. bold, very bold to see. I a agree. What was the What was the director again? Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. R I A N Johnson. Yes. He's white. If that's but, what you're looking. Yeah, at. and it's weird. Like like someone like you know not a person of color. But that's the thing. I had um. A person of color. I saw of. a video on YouTube, and I, 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 I know we always talk about videos on YouTube, <laughs> but and I, I promise you, going forward, we'll try to credit them. But he was basically saying how he is like as Beto was telling us earlier before we started recording that he did record the Last Jedi, and he basically did what he thought people expected him to do in terms of that movie, but he didn't, and people were really unhappy. So that's why he basically <laughs> did the opposite in this movie. He directed Rogue One. I guess. That's like one of the best star movies out there. I don't even fuck with anyone. I don't think he directed it. I think no. he was involved. In yeah, it. he was probably like a producer or something. Dude, Rogue One is a really good movie. But anyways, oh, yeah, yeah, never mind, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you're right. anyways. anyways, off topic. But anyways, <laughs> let's bring it back. Uh, let's present our sponsor for today. No, I'm just kidding. But if anyone would like to sponsor us, we're always open. <laughs> today, we're drinking a vodka seltzer <laughs> with real juice. It is called Neutral. And we are ha- we are all having different flavors. I have a raspberry flavor, which I'm about to and try. This watermelon is really good. And, and look I at the also have raspberry. It, it says vodka, seltzer. Honestly, these juice. pretty smooth. I think better than white claw. No, 100. percent These are more smoother than white claw. They're more they're more pungent when it comes to taste. Ooh, like. my bad. All right. <laughs> oh no. You know what? The thing is, they say it has real juice and it tastes like real juice. Never yeah. mind. Take that back. It's almost like white claw. <laughs> no, I, it's not uh, as carbonated no, as no. white claw. I, I, it's still I, good. I think it is a little bit no, better. No, like you could actually taste the flavor on these, because white claws it tastes like fucking like watered down yeah. fucking flavor whoa, that's been whoa. sitting outside. Take that back, because yeah, we could be I, you know so I'll close to getting sponsored by them. You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> white claw, we love you guys. Sponsor us, please. You guys are my favorite authors. But anyway, so today, as, as Beto says, we are talking about knives out. Just a brief synopsis, which is. As always, super vague, but that's where we fill in all the empty spots. A detective investigates the death of a, of the patriarch of an eccentric and combative family. Isn't it funny how that detective is also a detective in other movies? No, no, no. He's a secret agent in those movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which brings me to the brings me to the next point. We have our one of the few movies that we've seen so far that has an ensemble cast. Yeah, this and cast is fucking ridiculous. And they all play, <laughs> as we were mentioning mentioning earlier, they all play an equal part. We kind of compared it to, for, like, for example, the Tarantino movies where we have an ensemble cast, but they are 
completely overshadowed by like a handful of actors yes yes but let's get down to the actors and the characters because there's so many actors as beto said and there's so many names and so many characters that we need to get acquainted with so let's get down to it first off we have daniel craig as benoit blanc a private detective hired by an unknown client Woo! with a very strange southern drawl yeah. accent his accent is something else in this movie, man. It's, it's <laughs> after it's seeing the not the best. I, not I did not. I, it threw me off by a lot, but I I respect <laughs> Daddy Craig. You know, I think that's the I think that's the point though. You're so used to seeing him as James Bond and like being super cool and like sharp and um. I I I, I, I like his character a lot because he was a lot looser, and I think I'm glad that it Daniel is Cra- it Daniel is Craig true. Daniel Craig went were more like instead of be like. I'm a I'm a weapon of mass destruction and I gotta be like very like chill and cool. When in this one it's more he like he's like when like I'm I'm gonna get a little bit ahead, just a little. When he's in a car and he's listening to music and he's I singing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you know, like he's I I, I like that. Like, I like I like seeing actors going out of the range and not trying like to be loose. like this one specific character. If we if we can kind of relate but his accent dog doo-doo yeah it's pretty bad dog doo-doo but <laughs> it, it is nice to see him like go somewhere else and have fun because he had mentioned he was getting really tired of the james bond uh Act series yeah. yeah and uh kind of related to we were talking about bullet train earlier and we kind of look at it in the same light as brad pitt's character where it's like Brad Pitt's like a the main actor of a I like mean, any movie. Look, look at him in Fury and look at him in uh you know in Glorious Bastard. It was essentially the same character. Yeah. Essentially. And it's like when you when you take him in Bullet Train, which is not about Bullet Train, we are gonna talk about Bullet Train later on down the road. <laughs> but he's more chill back, loose, and he did a good job, and that's what I like. Same thing with Daniel Craig. He was chill back, loose, and he did an amazing job. My issue is the, the stupid stupid ass accent. Yeah, the <laughs> not, the, not the very best. And then uh, next up, we have Chris Evans as Hugh Ransom Drysdale, Linda and Richard's son, the proclaimed black sheep of the family. Yes. Yeah, I think this is another actor that's also like, you know, stepping out of what he's used to. After years of being Captain America, he gets to like play the asshole, you know, and he seems to be having a lot of fun with it. It, it, it also reminds me of his Scott Pilgrim days. Yeah, that's right. A <laughs> uh, little fun fact, Ryan Johnson says that this is the best acting he's seen because uh, when the dogs go toward uh, Hugh, uh, Ryan Johnson mentioned that the dogs love uh, uh, Chris Evans and Chris Evans loves dogs. So both the acting from the dogs and Chris Evans to hate each other, he said, is the best acting he's ever seen. Yeah, he did really good as far as for, um, you know, we'll, we'll get into it later. Um, but he did really good in his role as far as for, uh, you know, filling in as, I guess, the black sheep, right? Right. Because um, I think it's like the opposite of what you expect Chris Evans to be. Plot yeah. twist, you know, that, and this is what Bethel mentioned earlier, you know. Um, even though we, uh, me and Chris view it, I mean, I'm starting to now take it in as, as more of like, you know what, maybe this is a good solid, you know, nine out of ten. Hey. You know? And um, <laughs> we, we we gave it a, we, me and Chris were, were just in the in the rings of just giving it a seven out of ten. But the reason why this uh, really works out well is just the the overall characters. You know, we got, you know, to learn some few things about like, you know, this is not a perfect family. 
you know, <laughs> all of them are really shitty. And um, we'll get into that more, but yeah. And, uh, you know, the but just the, the message of uh, the overall movie is really great. You know something that you just mentioned right now? Like, you're like, oh, you know, after kind of briefly talking about it, like, you kind of went up to a nine. I think going forward in the episodes that we that we start recording, I think we're going to each give an initial rating of what we think when we first watched it and then after talking about it to see if our minds have oh, changed. that'd be pretty interesting. Because I feel like, for I know for me personally, anytime we watch something and then we talk about it, I feel like I appreciate it and notice things that, y- y- that you guys notice and I don't. Yeah. So that's something to um, take note of. Um, so we have Ana de Armas as Marta Cabrera, Harlan's nurse, and as we later learn on, close confidant, a close friend, probably the only friend that Harlan has that actually cares about him. I mean, they never really go into details of like how Marta even like got the job to begin with, right? They just like kind of like took her in. Well, she just says that I think she was privately hired by Harlan when she was fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's been working with him for because I know if you look up uh her like little wiki thing or whatever, it says like she's like around twenty six. So she's been working for them for like eleven years. Twenty six, dude. I thought she was like like way younger than that. I thought thought, like not twenty one. No. And Wait, so, so how long has he been working with her? We can assume for at least 10 years. Which is kind of wild. Bro. Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of well, no, sense. But, like, yeah, she was, she was, she wasn't hired because I, I think, uh, um, <coughs> James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> she, also, she also did come on James Bond in US one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, no Time to Die? Yes. That was such a good movie. But anyways, um, she, um, she... Because uh, she, uh, sorry, what was his name? La, what was I Benoit, I, Benoit, uh, Benoit, yeah, yeah. Benoit. Ask her, I was like, oh, how are you hired by? It's like through an agency. No, private, privately. He came yeah. up to me, and then like, and then he asked like, oh, um, I I was hired part time, and then I went full time. It's like, but why? Because he needed a friend. Yeah, yeah. Well, while we are getting a little ahead, I feel like we should speed run through all these characters because I feel like we could talk for. Hours, <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll get down. To, oh, yeah. Okay, next we have Jamie Lee Curtis as Linda Drysdale, Harlan's eldest daughter, the owner of a successful real estate company. Self proclaimed, started from the bottom, now she's here, kind of got it out of the mud kind of person. And that's what we notice a lot. All of these character characters call themselves safe, self made. What daddy gave him money. <laughs> which, which leads me to say, but she started with a small loan of a million, million dollars. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Um, now up next, Michael Shannon as Walt Thromby as Harlan's youngest son and runs Harlan's publishing company. But all he really does is publish Harlan's books and is trying to branch out to adaptations of Harlan's books. Something Harlan does not want to, does not want. Don Johnson as Richard Drysdale, Linda's husband, who plays no part in Linda's company. <laughs> and later we find out is a cheater and seems to have build the wall vibes. Yeah. Tony Collette as Joni Thromby, the widow of Harlan's deceased son, Neil, is a lifestyle guru, influencer, and runs a failing skincare company. Lakeith Stanfield as Detective L- Lieutenant Elliot. Catherine Langford as Meg Thromby, Joni's daughter, who goes to a proclaimed social justice warrior school 
and is getting a social justice warrior degree. <laughs> Whatever that means. Yeah. Jaden Martell as Jacob Thromby, Watt's son, who seems to be all, or, or who seems to have alt-right neo-Nazi vibes. And lastly, Christopher Plummer as Harlan Thromby, an 85-year-old best-selling crime novelist. <laughs> Fucking social justice warrior. <laughs> what a degree. cast, bro. Damn. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. It's a lot, it's what, a lot what of a characters, but I mean... Oscar it's, winning cast. Yeah. So crazy, dude. You know, um, as far as for these, I mean, it is a lot of characters. But, you know, they're not really complicated. No and one people, person overshutters. Yeah, any it was else. perfectly well, like, uh, informed of each and every character. You know, we get the beginning of the movie. You know, obviously, I think uh, the way we start off with is uh, Fran, right? You know, she's... Uh, that's, yeah, the second, that's the second... Uh, caretaker in the building correct yeah no, so we start yeah, the yeah. Movie. No, she's a, like technically a maid yeah, yeah so she i think she lives in the building yeah so as uh, you know as Beth, uh brian was saying so we get an outside view of the estate with dogs running away from it yes. there's we get presented with the house there's like a lot of trinkets everywhere like a lot of statues we kind of see the type of person that harlan is or what his hobbies are i know i will say we are going to talk about the characters in this movie a lot i feel like the house within itself is a character too i feel like the house has so much like to show and see that it becomes a character of itself too correct yeah and then uh so yeah we have as i forgot who just mentioned it right now but we have fran the maid yeah taking a plate of food Brian to dude. somebody who mm -hmm. we later find out is mr who is harlan thromby yeah so he's not in his room so she says she's kind of calling out to him. She goes to his study. She opens the door and she sees a dead Harlan on the couch. And then we just get boom, knives out title yeah. screen. Uh, I do think it's a really cool way that one of the first things we see in this movie is that mug that says my house, my, my rules. Room. What does my house, my says? coffee, my rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's yeah. uh my house, my roof, my coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some I mean, iteration it, of it. I'm not, a I'm not a coffee connoisseur, but I mean, <laughs> you know. I'm not, a, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a, I need no, my nor, coffie. I just yeah, nor yeah. nor yeah. do I own a home. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's a cool way to start the movie, like now knowing how the movie ends, you know? That's yeah. true. It doesn't, you're not led some, some wild goose chase, some wild goose chase like the the movie does. Mm -hmm. It it presents the problem to you right off the bat. Yeah. Which leads us to the next scene. We have Marta waking up from a sleep. Which now, after you've seen the movie, and we'll get to it in later, it makes sense after having seen the movie. Yeah. So this is a week after the murder. In the kitchen, Marta, her mom, and her sister are there. And Marta's sister is watching a crime show. And all you hear is like, Oh, I know you killed him or just like somebody proclaiming about who got murdered. Yeah. And Marta's mom is saying like, turn that off. Her friend just died, you know, and Marta's just saying like, it's okay, you know, and then she gets a call from Harlan's son, Walt, because the police apparently want but to question some you know, more people. You know, you know, I'm sorry that it didn't interrupt, but it's kind of crazy because like, you kind of see the foreshadowing on when uh, they're watching that. Yeah. I noticed yeah. that after yeah. too. Because uh, when they're, when they're talking, when you, if you hear the dialogue from what she's watching, the guy's like, oh, like, how do you how do you know I did all of that? Even though, like, you have no proof. 
And it's like, oh, we have it because of the nanny cam and all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, it's kind of like you hear, like, that little small dialogue, and it's like, all right, whatever, you know. I think one of the really cool things about this movie is that upon first watch, it's amazing, right? But when you watch it a second time, you start catching, like, little hints and uh, little, like, nuggets information that you wouldn't have caught on your first watch. Yeah, exactly. And then we move to the next scene where Marta is actually driving up to the estate. And it's kind of funny because the police are like, hey, who are you? And they ask her if she's part of the help, which right off the bat kind of tells yeah. you what, what rabbit hole we're going to go down this whole movie. <laughs> like, fuck. And uh, yeah, so she, she, she gets out the car. Um, what's uh, what's that one? Uh, Meg. Meg. Yeah, Meg. So she obviously kind of looks at the police like pretty kind of like upset. She's yeah. like, no, she's a nurse. She's part of the family, you know. Yeah. And uh, obviously, she's kind of like confused, like what the fuck, like what happened, this and that. But little did we know that. Little did we know, guys. We know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're introduced with Meg, who is uh, one of the younger grand granddaughters of yeah. Harlan. You think she saw that 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 uh, specifically like that movie what she was watching before, just to kind of like get herself ready for what's about to come no that was unintentional i think you mean when the sister was watching it on her laptop yeah no but like that shit <laughs> if anything that made her more nervous which was i think why she is acting the way she acts when she gets there yeah but then we uh i mean there's even a scene about um i think fran talking about how she read a book no she watched the movie <laughs> on tv yeah and it was like poisoning someone and she's like but he didn't know or she didn't know she she was poisoned day by day slowly. Jesus. Yeah, it's a it's a little ahead ahead of a uh, ahead of the movie, but yeah, I yeah. And then uh, oh, go ahead, Brian. Oh yeah, no no no, I, I was agreeing to Chris. I was trying to like remember when was that, and it's like oh, that's when very later on, okay. very, yeah, very later. That's like halfway I think of the movie yeah. when it happens. And, um, uh, so at this point, Marta goes inside, and then we are introduced to a woman by the name of Linda, a man named Richard. And troop and a trooper by the name of Wagner who is doing part of the questioning, <laughs> and um, Linda kind of goes up to to Marta and says like, "Oh, hey, kiddo, how are you doing? Like the the funeral was rough, and like I voted, I was outvoted in having you come." Yeah, and this is the first time we hear this, but throughout the movie, we <laughs> s we we see different characters all tell this to Marta. Yeah, I think like two other people. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, we were outvoted, but we wanted you to be at the funeral." But, Which, but, but, but okay, that's I, what that's what's great about the movie. Like you make it, they make it seem like, oh, like this is a really nice family. It's yeah. a heartwarming family, you know, like. They probably care about her, so that way they didn't, oh. want to, you know, make her seem like oh, like she doesn't feel left out. That's uh, that's right. Yeah, at first yeah, glance, it's like you fucking sons but, of bitches. Yeah, they're all fucking assholes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so the the next couple scenes, it's a little unorthodox to the way we usually talk about movies because the way basically we have characters being questioned, but. It kind of goes back and forth between different yeah. perspectives. So we start off with Linda being questioned and we find out that she is Harlan's eldest daughter. And yeah. then uh, Linda's uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, she basically tells them that everyone gathered to meet for Harlan's 85th birthday. And the only other people who weren't really part of the family were the housekeeper, Fran, and Marta, Martha. the the nurse. And then lastly, it's not someone that she's not part of the family, but she's kind of uninvolved. Jody? Uh, no, um, Joni. Har Harlan's mom. 
the great Nana. Oh, the the, like, yeah. how is she? No one knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they kind of, at this point, because they're being interrogated, everybody starts kind of telling their perspective of the story, trying to make things match up. And uh, we find out that Ransom is Linda's son, but he left earlier. And then at this point, we see a man sitting in on the interrogation in the background. But yeah, we see a man sitting back in the interrogation and Jamie Lee Curtis's character is kind of like, like it's, no, it, started, it started with Jody character. No, it started with Linda's character. Jody. Linda. Linda, first. Linda. I swear to God, I'll choke both of you guys out. No, you won't trust me. Oh. No, because he's because the reason that Jamie Lee Curtis's character notices is because he punches a piano key and she looks mm-hmm. back. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it's Jody character. She's like, she was asking like, so they were asking. We want to the details. Like this interrogation method. I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll correct them next episode, guys. Do we could do this, this right this now? Interrogation if you want. This interrogation method is a way to introduce all of the characters, right? Or at least like the the immediate family members. Mm-hmm. How most of them lied about something that happened that night. How most of them have a motive to kill Harlan. Yeah. Right? right. And so um so yeah, at this point Linda is being uh interrogated. We find out Richard is her husband, and then we find out that Linda owns a real estate company in Boston, and the way that Lakeith's character kind of questions her is that they both run the company, but she says, No, it's my company. And then <laughs> like it's so fucked. <laughs> Lakeith is like, Oh yeah, you know, like I don't know if he's saying this kind of to be like snarky, but he's like, Yeah, you know, you built up your company on yourself, you know. And she kind of doesn't disagree with it. But it's kind of funny. Um, and at this point, people keep saying that Marta's from different countries. I think they mentioned that at first she's from Ecuador. And then later on, and we'll go over it, but they mentioned that she's from Uruguay and then that she's Brazilian. I think this does two things in the movie. I think one, it shows that um, none of the family really gives a fuck about Marta. To actually, yeah. like, they pretend. Me- yeah. They put up a good face. They pretend that they know her, but they don't give a fuck about her. And two, if the movie is talking about immigrants in um, the United States, I think it, it gives an example that it doesn't matter where, the, the, where you come from. Like immigrants are what made the United States, even if you're Brazilian, Ecuadorian, you're Hawaiian, Mexican. That's why I say it with your chest. Woo woo woo! Bark, 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 bark. And then up next, we see Richard being questioned, who is Linda's husband. Um, but then it kind of. Excuse me. I think it's because Richard is talking about Walt or is being questioned about Walt. So Walt is being questioned, who is the youngest son, and we find out that he runs Harlan's publishing company. Um, and uh, again, as we kind of mentioned it earlier, the man in the back occasionally presses a piano key. He did the same for Linda, and that's how she noticed that he was sitting there. So we find out that Walt is married to Donna, and he has a son named Jacob, who he says is politically active, <laughs> but everybody else, I think it's Richard and Meg, they call him a Nazi and an alt-right <laughs> troll dipshit. And so at this point, Walt is reminiscing about the party be- and the night. And then next, we are presented with Joni. Joni is a daughter-in-law, and she was married to Neil. And they have the daughter, who is Meg. So she says that she remained close to the family and that they're really close. And then we get a little flashback of her at the party, and she's kind of dancing and singing and trying to get the, the rest of the family to kind of do it with her. But everyone's just ignoring her and like, like who the fuck is this bitch, you know? <laughs> And then so we, bad, bro. I think I 
we've uh she, she's the one who's the mom in Harry little Harry? little miss sunshine that too oh yeah yeah but i think she plays such a good role in terms of moms like she's like she's such a great actor bro she's a great actor yeah and so we find out that harlan gives her a yearly allowance and gives meg tuition payments for her school which first of all it's like he she they're not even part of the immediate family yeah and you know for, as far as for this uh you know we get we you know we go through all the backgrounds of them we uh start realizing you know uh what's his name benoit uh, benoit 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 or you just call him blanc blanc we'll just say blanc yeah it's easier. make it easier for myself and um we uh we go ahead and start seeing like you know these two cops interrogating them and they're just verifying like like oh hey you know like that's uh that's Blanc back there he's just here to you know he picked up the case and he just wants to volunteer and um and as far as for like you know for for the for that for this case you know we're kind of intrigued he, as he was more like oh he's here to consult us yeah kind of yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. just embe- like kind of see how they're working. Yeah, oversee. Yeah, you know. he is, as he mentions, a passive observer of the truth. Yes, and you know, obviously, he's kind of like, as far as intrigued onto this, but little did we know, he was. Uh, <laughs> he's more than an observer. He played, yeah, he played a big role in the movie. He was gifted a large summary <laughs> of funds. But anyways, uh, uh, so okay, so we're going back. Uh, Meg, she had left earlier to meet with some friends at the at Harlan's birthday party, and Joni overhears Linda speaking down about her leaving, and the man once again presses the key, and Joni said that Harlan understood about Meg leaving, but it's kind of funny because the re- what Linda was basically saying, what Linda was basically saying is like, oh, you know, she goes to this like feminist poet marxist like liberal like school for her degree or whatever i'm still trying to figure out what the fuck that means <laughs> it just means that she's liberal i know i know but you know as a joke it's like well, where's this school and where okay and then uh chris just hit me right now because he just came back but this is where i point it and i say this is where Johnny points out the guy in the back verbally what you say verbally but who Joni. Yes. Yeah, I know, but I said that Linda notices him, but she doesn't say anything. This is but also Joni is the one who said, but who's that? This that. is also inconsequential. Like I know, don't matter, bro. He just hit me right now. That's why. But anyway, my boy Chris literally stepped out of the room to watch the not movie. Not in a lie. Gaslighting. Gaslighting. Both of them are gaslighting. Like, this shit does not <laughs> matter, bro. But anyway, as Brian was saying, we find out Benoit Blanc has been protected. He has been, he's a private investigator. He has been summoned by the shamanage. He's been summoned by someone and he doesn't even know yet. He says he is there on behalf of a client, but he doesn't know. And as I had said, he is a passive observer of the truth. But all we know is that he's good at what he's doing. Yes. Although that's questionable later on, but we'll get back to that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So Benoit tries to get Linda to kind of underwrite what Walt does for the company and is offended that he tried to bait her. But then we see that Richard, her husband, is super open about it. He's bas- he basically <laughs> tells Benoit that, like, yeah, oh, yeah, he doesn't really do anything. That's one of my favorite parts he, of the movie. He has no power whatsoever. Yeah. Where Linda is like, what kind of fucking moron do you think I am to talk shit about my family? 
Yeah, and then he just talks shit. And then he hard cuts to Richard talking shit about his family. <laughs> <laughs> and then we find out that Walt was getting into it with Harlan the night of the party. And apparently Harlan was trying... Oh, no, I'm sorry. And then w- apparently Walt had been presented by some contract by people from Netflix to make movies about his books. But then Walt... Uh, but then Harlan ends up firing him because he's like, no... These aren't our books. These are my books. Yeah. And then he basically says, like, you know what? I'm sorry that I did you the disservice of not giving you the power to create your own empire. And essentially fires him on the spot. <laughs> oh, no. But he no, but, he, he, but he sugarcoats it. He sugarcoats yeah, it. Yeah, he sugarcoats it. And then when Walt is asked about it, he says, oh, we just talked about ebooks," which is a common theme when people are being interrogated at the beginning because one thing is shown to us in a flashback, but yeah. then something else is said. Yeah, we see that all of those people are like capable of lying because very much they very much do so. Richard with the divorce and now Walt with the um him being fired, you know? And then Johnny with a siphoning a hundred hundred K a a year. Hey, that's me. That's me. That's coming up next. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. Uh that never happened. <laughs> um so yeah, and then we meant, and then somebody meant. Oh no, I'm sorry. Walt mentions that Ransom had an argument with Harlan, mm-hmm. and that he says he's the black sheep of the family. And then we have an argument. We have a flashback of the argument where people overhear some of what they said, but not everything is known at the time. Yeah. And early, and then when uh, Benoit is questioning Richard, he says that a server overheard a screaming match that involved Richard and Harlan. Although Harlan is trying to, although Richard is trying to play it off as like. Oh, yeah, we were just talking about trying to get his mom into a funeral home. But really, yeah. it was Harlan threatening to disclose to Linda that Richard is cheating on her. Okay, okay. It's a little off topic. It's related to that. It's so weird that that was a like, oh, you're cheating on my daughter. You need to let her know when it's just kind of like, I get it. Like, you know, plot, whatever, armor, yada, yada, yada. But it's just weird because I'm like, bro, like... I would if I would have found out I would have been so fucking mad and said something to her right away. Yeah. But he was all like playing games. You well, know? Cause, well, because the thing like, is that that's he, his character. I get it. No, no, not even that. But the thing was is that he was part of the will up to that point. Richard. Yeah, he was part. Of, that's why. I mean, I, we don't. Okay, we, uh, let's not go that deep into the movie. Okay. Yeah. But um, it's just weird. It just. I mean, at first glance, it's like, bro, what? Come on. Yeah, I know they're older than they're adults. They're their own shit, but. No, I mean, I feel like if you were getting cheated on, would you rather hear from the person that cheated on you or from a third party? I'm going to be real, bro. Anybody know this? You can't get cheated on if you don't get no bitches, Chris. I've been <laughs> single for seven years, bro. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Just try to say with your chest. <laughs> I, don't, I really chest. don't know at this point. But <laughs> Damn, my boy really said no Kinda bitches. <laughs> but getting it back. Mega Mike? No Getting bitches. it back. <laughs> Uh, so Benoit is then now talking to Joni and he's there to speak. And then Joni basically says that I'm here to talk to Harlan about an issue with the tuition. But really, we find out that Joni has been siphoning an extra 100K a year for Meg's school and basically stealing it for the last four years. Yeah, she's been double dipping. She's been double dipping and basically says, I'm going to write you one last check and this is going to be the last check. I'm never gonna help you and Meg again. Mm-hmm. And then, at By this way, mo- I kind of feel bad for Meg. She had no no part to do with it. I mean, she's fucked in her own ways. Let's be yeah. real. I do I feel mean, bad for her though. Yeah, I, I like mean, it's just more. It's more like, you know, like I'm cutting you out. 
strictly. <laughs> And I'll uh, do everything on my own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, and then at this point, I think Lakeith, Lakeith Stanfield's character basically says, all right, we're going to take a break and then everybody leave. And at this point, we see Richard in Harlan's office trying to look for the letter that Harlan had written to jo- to to Linda. And we see that it's blank. And he's like, huh. He's like prick or like he's yeah. a fucking bastard. And then he picks up his baseball and throws it outside. By the way, that is the weakest fucking thrown on ever seen. I know he made it seem <laughs> like Dude, he fucking threw it. Because he, he was like, he was charging. I wish there was a camera in here so you guys could see me. But he was charging up and then all you see just like, and I'm like, what the fuck was that, dude? I didn't realize that. I thought he was going to break the window, too, by the way. I, like, I thought yeah, so, too. I yeah. Because, uh, no, all the, I mean, okay, I think this might be like a editing error, mm-hmm. but like, I think all the windows were closed. I might be wrong, but they, they seem closed. Yeah. <laughs> and so, in the next scene, uh, we see, uh, like I said, Lakeith Stanfield's character kind of breaks up the interrogation for a break. And then <laughs> the two, Trooper Wagner, Lakeith, uh, Detective Elliot and Benoit, they're kind of walking outside, kind of talking, saying like, this is all substantial uh, or um, circumstantial evidence about them being like terrible people. And then we see Marta sitting inside, kind of like snooping on what they're talking about. And Benoit finds her and then she starts questioning her. And this is where you find out about this is where you find out how she became Harlan's nurse and good friend yes. or confidant, a, a, a caretaker. Caretaker. Yeah, but we find out even a more important thing that she can't lie. Yeah. I, I, I hate this so much. Hold on, hold on. Okay, so we find out that she started working for him when she was 15, but that, and this was part time, but she went on full time because she needed a real friend. Mm-hmm. So, and then we find out that Harlan has basically told her every single thing about the family, like yeah. all the dark secrets. And like, as Bethel just mentioned, she throws up because she can't lie. So this is when Benoit asks her if Richard is having an affair and she says no. And what happens? She fucking throws up. And everyone's like, oh shit, I thought that was figuratively, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor her, dude. Like just, uh, they kind of like just throw her like a fucking curveball. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, say it with your chest. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and that's cool because, you know, like, you know, Blanc obviously is saying, like, oh, this is a good girl. You know, she's gonna tell us like you know, the truth, like, this is going to be great because we need as much details as possible. And, you know, the two the two cops, you know, they're really, they're just like, dude, this is a suicide. Like, like it was it was already determined it was suicide. Yeah. Like, and at that point, I think they brought up, like, the, like, the way he cut his throat, the blood pattern. Like, no some, one else could have been there when that happened. Yeah, yeah like, it was like, there would have been, like, basically, there would have been, like, some sort of uh, obstruction of the blood flowing out because the arm being there no no no. oh yeah 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 yeah. so it's like it's like there's no one it's like it was determined as suicide we're wasting our time by the way who hired you and that's when he was like well that's what i'm trying to yeah he's like he he says he doesn't know who hired him all he knew he got an envelope with money and the news clip of the death of harlan got his house and then one of the i think the trooper is like an envelope did this and he's like, yeah, an envelope with money. That's why I'm here. And so this is where we see uh, Detective Elliot basically kind of go through the events after the party. So we're going to run that down right now. So the party ended at 1130. At this time, Marta took Harlan up to give him his medicine. And we find out that Linda is a light sleeper. So jo- uh, Joni heard a noise upstairs and walked up the, cre- the creaky stairs to check and woke Linda up. This was the first time she woke up. 
And then Linda is awoken again by Marta leaving, which is, I think, around midnight because when she walks outside, Walt is smoking a cigar outside and he looks at his clock and it says it's midnight. 15 minutes later, Linda is awoken one more time by Harlan going downstairs for a snack. So they say that the time of death is between 12.15 and 2 a.m. Meg got home at like around 12.30 and turned in and then Walt and his son turned in later after. And then around 3 a.m. the dogs were barking, which woke up Meg. So this is all like the events that are prominent that like people could recognize happened at the time of the crime or like at during the night of the crime. Yeah. So Marta is continuing being questioned and we're presented with a flashback of what happened in her head. But Benoit basically says, like, I want to know what happened in those 30 minutes that you were with Harlan. But she sees it in her head first. So this is yeah. what's going to happen. So, so, no, this is what actually happened. Yeah, actually yeah, yeah, yeah. happened. So, when uh, Blanc flips a coin and we go in into, like, uh, Marta's memory and we see what actually happened. And I think, like, the movie was already good before, right? We're getting, like, introduced to these very interesting characters. We're really wondering who, like, what happened to Harlan. But with the moment that coin flips, that's when the movie takes a fucking turn. This is the first twist in this movie, and I think it's amazing. I think the way that... I, I, I think we're so accustomed to not knowing much in a crime, mystery, drama, thriller, that it's like for them to just present everything to you like 40 minutes into the movie... And then you still have like an hour and 20 minutes of like, wait. So, yeah, I, I agree with Milo because like, I was like, ooh, I can't wait to see who's like the, the killer. And then and, what happened? And it's, it's like, oh, wow. Like, you know, like it's not even I think was it 40 minutes in. Uh, I think I, under, I, it's like 30 minutes. So like if I, it kind of sucked because I was like, damn, like, well, what's going to happen next? Yeah, what's yeah next? Like, like we know who it is, but like the whole point of the, if you know, it, it, it sucks, but. Obviously, there's more after this. We'll continue, Beto. But I understand what Milo was trying to say. So, yeah. Okay. So, we're, we're into the, the memory, the flashback. Yes. And Harlan and Martha have just gone up into his study. And he wants to play Go since it's his birthday. But she just wants to give him his meds because it's already late. So, they're playing Go. And she's kind of beating him. And he's kind of being silly. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that 70s show. But mm -hmm. they're playing that board game. And when he's losing, he just throws the board. Yeah. So he basically does the same thing. He like dumps the playing board, and oh, he says like, "I hope uh, uh, an earthquake doesn't happen." It. And then at this point, we think that this might be the noise that Joni heard, yeah. and that's the reason she came up. But she picks up the meds, and I'm so sorry, she picks like, up she picks up the board, and then no, the, so what happened was he starts shaking the little the little bed, and he starts saying, "Oh my god, what is that? What is that?" And the, the camera pans back to um, Matra, and she's just like, really, bitch? And then he <laughs> flips it with the medicine. And if she doesn't, it's just like, okay, it's getting late. It's time for you to take your uh, time for you to take your medicine. Right, which is like, uh, I forgot the name of it, but he she injects him with the first medicine, and they're kind of talking about it. And he kind of has like a really brief and candid like perspective of how he sees his family. You know, he's like... You, he says he had to cut the line of four of the family members from the will. He's trying to finish a book with a flourish, as yeah. he says. Yeah, you know, he's, he's being candid about how he should have listened to Marta's advice. About how he should have been more of a father to Joni. And he should have been nicer to Linda and Ransom and encouraged Walt to write his own books. 
And then at this point, when she's finished listening to him, she realizes that she infected him with like a hundred percent of the amount of morphine because she thought it was his medicine. So, yeah. so she, so the what she was supposed to give him was a hundred milligram of uh, troll doll, tramadol or something. Yeah, followed by three milligrams of morphine. It was flipped, right? So, so she, she, yeah, yeah. So he has been injected with a lethal dose of morphine and yes. only has 10 minutes to live. So at this point, we find out that Marta cannot find the medicine to counteract the morphine effects. At this point, Harlan is kind of saying like, oh, so you're saying like the medicine that I need, you can't find it. And I only have 10 minutes to live and it's been eight minutes. And he kind of accepts that he's going to die. Which is, first of all, kind of wild. He doesn't. He, I mean, he kind of well because he starts he, going even before like, like trying to find a medicine. He was just like writing down on notes, like like. That's wow. a good move. That's he, a good book dude, idea. Like, yeah, like how do you have that much fucking like the energy? Grind, <laughs> the grind don't stop. No, like, but like, bro, I would have been freaking out, bro. bro yeah, I'm, but I think he he recognized the issue. He was like, even if we call an ambulance. We live in a country house. It's going to take like 15 minutes to even get up to the house and then another 15 I, minutes. I even, okay. Right. I understand what you're trying to say. I think he was just kind of done. No, that's even, true. You know, because even then he says like, I'm not afraid to die. I just, I just want to make sure everything is right before I go. And I, he did. Everything was right before. I think if he hadn't. And we he go. Said, he, he did say. I, no, I know. But I'm saying like, I think if he hadn't changed his will. Then he would have been like, you know what? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'll, I'll like, but he's like, when he was talking to Marta beforehand, he was like, you know what? What? I wish I could make a change before I die. Like for my family members, like sake, basically. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's, that's, uh, as, as far as for like him, like realizing like, all right, fuck it. Like, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> that's and, at, and at this point. We see Harlan in his Waymond moment. You know, <laughs> we're going to start calling it the Waymond moment <laughs> where he basically decides, you know what, Marta, I need to protect you because your mother is an immigrant. She's in, she has an illegal status. And if they find out what happens and what you did, they're going to deport my her. My boy, bro. Yeah, my boy. I love Harlan. I think he's such a good and, dude. And what's so crazy is like every step was precise, dude. And yeah. you know what? I think that that has to do with the fact that he's a an award-winning crime novelist because she he basically lays down here's what you're gonna do here's how you're gonna create your alibi and like dismiss you as a suspect yeah so he basically is marta like a layout on how to get away with with murder (laughs) with overdosing him right um and uh later on we see him just slit his throat right in front of marta oh dude that shit's so fucking spoiler dumb. alert. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, so he basically this this is the plan that he lays out for her. So he tells her to go down loudly and say goodbye loudly and say the time when she leaves mm-hmm. to create a mark and people will have heard and seen her. She then pulls off the road before the carved elephant so the cameras don't pick her up. She parks and goes up the side gate to the house and climbs up through the trick hall window. Harlan then tells her to dress up as him and simulate going down for a snack around midnight. At this point, Walt sees a Harlan still alive and Marta was seen leaving and this dismisses 
Marta as the, the suspect. Yeah, as as a yeah. And then uh later on as Marta is coming down, great nana Harlan's mom sees her and she confuses her for ransom, which will play a really big role later on in the movie, but hey, she's a goat too, by the way. And then he basically tells How her How old is she? Oh. They don't know. That's right. <laughs> and he basically tells Marta or Marta says like but you know I can't lie. And he sa- he tells her, say fragments of the truth, and this is how you're going to do it. And then she basically tells her, the he she tells Benoit the main point of the story. And then we, that's where we flash back, right? Like where that, that, that scene, like, in particular, cuts off. Yeah, yes. it, cuts, it cuts off to present time to present after, time. after yes. flipping the coin. Yes. And she says, we went up, we played go, we dropped it. I put it, I gave him his meds and he... And I left, which mm-hmm. were not lies. She did exactly what she said. However, after this happens, she goes into the restroom and she throws up. Yeah. And then next up, we have the mem- it's the day of the memorial of Harlan. Linda says that the whole crime feels like something he would write and not do. It feels like it's a part of his game, which if you think about it, it's pretty. She's not wrong. It's pretty tongue in cheek because it is a part of his game in the long run, you know? Yeah. And then. Marta and Fran are talking about a crime movie and Marta flashes back to the night of the party where she remembers Ransom going to the, to the room with Harlan. Meanwhile, and this is this is kind of funny. This is like one of the funniest scenes which Beto kind of mentions like this Trump California or Trump America. So the rest of the family is sitting on the couch and they seem to be talking about someone who is in presidency who is kind of an asshole. And Richard is trying to justify it kind of in the build up a wall yeah. you know keep them out mentality he, he says something along the lines of yeah maybe he's an asshole bill maybe we need an asshole right now and then this is where Joni compares it to a certain asshole in germany during mm-hmm. world war ii and it's like oh you know that wouldn't be the first time we hear somebody being compared <laughs> to that guy and then at this point walt's wife interjects and she seems to be like richard because they're talking about how we're losing our way of life and our culture because Mexicans like, coming. What yeah. culture you unseasoned, bitch? <laughs> is it unseasoned? Yeah. <laughs> and at this point, uh, Joni is trying to be kind of progressive. You know, she yeah. seems to be, or at least portray herself as a progressive person. And I but think, oh, I'm sorry for interrupting. No, no, no but, please. Um, this is the first time in which the movie becomes blatantly like political about like immigration and the. Uh, how 2016 America was. I feel like there was little hints before how they called Marta hardworking just because she was an immigrant or because how they all got her uh, country of origin wrong. Right. You know, there was like little hints about like the the politicalness of her immigration in this movie. But I think in this moment is when Ryan Johnson is trying to tell you this movie is about this, you know. And then at this point, Richard says... They are breaking the law just because the parents want more for their children. You know what? Joni says, uh, like, what is wrong for them to have a better life in a different country? It's or like, like, it's not the parents' fault for yeah, trying to bring and, them over. And then that's when Richard's like, but they're breaking the law. That's what matter first. And then this is where Richard brings up Marta and say, like, look, he tries to use her as an example. He's like, oh, like, come here, Marta. And she's like, oh, fuck, you know. And he's like, look. She came from Uruguay with her family and her family did it legally and they did it right. And meanwhile, he's talking about this whole immigration ordeal and saying like, all you have to do, like, there's nothing wrong with doing what you did as long as you do it right. And at this point, he hands her a plate, like if she is the help. But she's like, 
And it's kind of ironic to think about it. Like the person who is the help isn't even Mexican. Fran's white. And the person who's the nurse or taking care of Harlan and who's this, like super big like person in his life. She's the fact that the fact that she that he thinks that she uh that she's she did it oh they did it legal. Yeah. It's funny. Which will play another huge role later on. There's nothing but big boom 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 ideas going on that like turn up later. Um so at this point it kind of goes back to the flashback and then we overhear Ransom leaving after him and Harlan argued. And then it flashes back to Marta talking to Fran and Marta starts to feel, to feel ill and she starts panicking. I think cause she starts realizing like, fuck, like what, what did I do? What was I part of, you know? And then Meg, who we still think seems to be a good person kind of comes over and she seems to be really thoughtful. And she asks Fran if she still has her stash of marijuana. So they go, and she kind of tries to calm her down. And then Meg goes up to Walt and they're like, are we still going to do what we plan to do? And then we find out that Walter, Walt and Meg basically said like this during his birthday party. This was during the memorial. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I After was, they dude, panicked. Dude, I, I like when she panicked, I wasn't too sure if that was during. Yeah. Cause it flashes back and then it flashes present. Yeah. I, dude, I was so confused in between that. The, dude, I got like. This is, gives me matches if I just see like memories. I was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> kinda, I was like, wait, 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 wait. I was like, wait a minute. You, like you, when she, I mean, I'm gonna get a little bit forward, but when she walks out, and then Blanc was there, and I was kind of like, pre- yeah, that's. I, I was like, wait, wait, wait. I thought this was a flashback. <laughs> we'll continue. So Walt and Meg go up to Marta and basically say that they will take care of her for all that she has done and that she is funny, uh, that she is family. And it's kind of funny how late, like, you know, they're like, oh, you know, we'll take care of you and all this stuff. And it's funny how later money play, plays a role in, like, saying that they're going to take care of her and, like, how it changes so quickly when they find out, you know, like, the yeah, whole well rating. When we get there, when we get there. So he also says that he was outvoted in going to the funeral, Walt. This is who, what he who was outvoted, by the way? Marta to go to the funeral. Because everyone keeps saying that, oh, I'm sorry, I wanted you to come, but I was outvoted. I still don't know what that means. Like, basically saying, like, oh, I wanted you to come, but when we talked about it as a family, we agreed it was best for you to not come, basically. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, like, everyone's saying that they were advocating for her to go. But everyone but excluded everyone else, her. Yeah, exactly. But everyone tells her this, which yeah. kind of, like... And then uh, shit. after this interaction, Marta goes outside and Benoit is still there because he still wants to question her because he feels something off is about the, something is off about the whole situation. And he says that, you know what, I'm going to start my investigation and I want you to be my confidant. I want you to be the Watson to my Sherlock. Sherlock. And she begins to bend. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says that she is the only one to gain nothing from Harlan's death. Which is very true, which is kind of ironic, too, when you, you know, after everything that happened. And then later once home, Marta sits down with her mom as she watches TV and we get a zoom in of her shoes with a speck of blood. And at this point, she remembers Harlan kind of saying like, oh, you know, there might be one thing that I oversaw. And then we get a flashback of her like just leaving Harlan's study and then going back inside. And then I think as Brian or Bethel said, we see that Harlan is the one who sliced his own knife, uh, sliced his own neck. neck. Yeah. And he, 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 you know, he commits suicide. Kermicide. Oh, for real? <laughs> Kermicide. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Right. When, when he says that, I'll bleep it out. 
So the following morning, Martha joins Benoit and the, and the detectives as they go to the security hub to look at the footage from the night of the murder. And Martha puts in the tape and starts scribbling through the tape, kind of fast forwarding it. And she makes it so that the tape ejects. And then the, guy, the security guard is like, oh, you have to keep holding it down or it ejects. But she pretends she doesn't know what happened. Yeah. She says like, oh, I'll take care of the tape. And then when she hands it to the detective, that we see that she was doing something to it with like a magnet. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna be real. It was that cherry looky thing. Yeah. I didn't know that was a magnet. I don't know where she got it from, but all of a sudden she it, got- it was when she was in the yeah. in the security hub room. Like somebody put up a picture of the yeah. I think the security guard put a picture up of the match and he's like, Oh, you know, I used to take care of this before and like the mo- the mo- the movie does a good job at setting it up and then leaving it. So uh before like they go in, it shows the security guard putting like a magnet on the fridge. And then it moves on to him saying, I raised the tapes with magnets. And then it shows that Martha stole the magnet and fucking erased it with a magnet. I think uh, the movie does a good job at showing how she got the magnet, uh, what the magnet is for. Okay, I was just a little confused because when I seen it, like, I was like, I was like, wait, where did she get the magnet from? I I, I don't know. I, I pray maybe I wasn't paying attention too much about it. <laughs> but... Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah, we Apparently see Marta like. Lit. Yeah, yeah. We see Marta erasing the uh, the tape, and they're walking through the forest. They're walking uh, there. Okay, so they're walking through the side, through the side path that she had initially gone through on the night of the crime, and she notices that there are footprints in the mud, in the fresh mud, and then at this point, Benoit's like. Did it rain last week? Why is there mm-hmm. the, why is there all this mud? And then when he was like, he she, he tells the detectives like, wait, don't step on it. And he notices the <laughs> prints, and then he yells out to Marta, Marta, don't step on no, the mud. Well, well, before that, Marta noticed that like it's fucking pretty fresh. And well, she, she looked oh, down on her feet and she noticed the footprints. It was the same, yeah. And she so she started like she walked way forward, and then he that's when he was like, Marta, don't 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 walk, and she like. What? And, and she like, like completely destroys the evidence of the footprints. Yeah, so she started walking back. And then not to mention the best part, the dogs. The dogs. <laughs> the dogs. So, so, so we get the two like dogs. They kind of rush Marta because they know who she is, you know. And at this point, Mar- um, Benoit says, judge of a character. Wait. Oh, he says that the best judge of character is a dog. And he finds that to be true in regard to Marta, which is kind of like, uh, okay, let me ask you guys this. Because I know it's mentioned in the movie at the end. But were you or did you guys think that Benoit was aware that Marta was involved? No. Benoit. Who's Benoit? The guy? detective. Blanc. So so watch. <laughs> watch oh, you said the first, it's so weird. That's how he says it. That's how he's called, Benoit. Benoit. So Benoit. The, the first the first time watching it, I did not have an idea that he thought Martha was like, the one that did it, right? Right. But upon second and third and fourth watch, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, he saw it way before us. Yeah. I know, but still, I'm just like, Damn. I watched this movie plenty Bro, of times. Chris, I saw this. I saw this movie times? I saw this movie twice in the last 24 <laughs> hours. Um, That's it. <laughs> I'm well, uh, I let you know I watched it only one time. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Blanc, um. He he says that he knows it was her the whole time. Right. 
but that he knew that she was a good person, right? Right. Like, so as as a observer of the truth, though, he says he is, you know. He and he still like even at the end, uh, mm -hmm. like well, well, I'll briefly mention it, but he's like, you know, you were a good nurse the whole time, mm -hmm. and it's not like it was foul play on her part. Exactly. I mean, he he gave her the benefit of the doubt because he knew she was a good person. So uh, as we were mentioning the dogs, you know, they're still walking through the path, the same path that Marta kind of went through that night. And one of the dogs brings a part of the broken ledge that Marta had broken that night. But Benoit is too busy looking at like other things that she picks it up and throws it away. I think because like he see because he was like sweet beans. And it was it was like great, it, it was great Nana looking through the mirror. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, Rats and you back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then at this point, we get presented with Ransom finally. He comes, he drives up, and then the dogs are swarming him. And then Beto, I, I don't know, did you already mention about the dogs? No, with, he with mentioned it about the great acting. I, I, I overheard it. Yeah, with Chris like, Evans, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So continue with you that? You did. So yeah. Oh, oh, no, he, he, already he, he already did, yeah. You said it on here? He said it when we, we mentioned Damn. his character. Uh, that's when you left to make sure to prove us wrong by watching. Yeah. And I was right. <laughs> I'm just saying. So I'm yeah, Ransom right. comes and then... Because they're gathering to read to read the will, and uh, first off, Ransom seems to be an asshole. First of all, you know he comes yeah. in, he ignores the detective, he gets a bag of cookies, and he asks uh Franny for a cold glass of milk. Yeah. And so they're reading the will, and he's early. He's one of the first ones there, and this is when Malt mentions, "Funny how you skip the funeral, but you're early to the will reading." Yeah. And he says, "Why he even bothers coming?" Because Walt already knows. This is where it gets spicy. It, this is really <laughs> where it does get spicy. Walt basically says that Jacob was in the bathroom parallel to the room where Harlan and Ransom were arguing. And all that he heard was something about the will and Ransom being like, I'm warning you. <laughs> What's funny is that before they even get to that, they just start roasting the kid. He's, like, he's probably <laughs> masturbating to to like Syrian uh, refugees no, or something. I think they said dogs and Syrian refugees. Yeah. And, and <laughs> masturbating to dead deer. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. And then at this point, you know, R Richard and Walt, they're kind of getting into a scuffle and... And then we find out Richard... No, no, I'm sorry. Walt basically gets in Ransom's face saying like, say it you know like admit it father cut you out of the the will you know yeah and then he basically admits to it and richard's like you know what maybe it's best for you you know yeah. he had the strength to do what none of us could do and then the mom said like you know you're right now you can finally grow up and then he's like oh my mother you know cool and then at this point he, you know he, he was like you know what eat shit he starts telling everybody <laughs> to eat shit you know <laughs> And then Fran, at this point, Fran leaves. And then the piece that we had seen Marta thrown earlier, the dog brings it to Benoit. And then he was like, hmm, he kind of walks around the house and he notices the ledge where it's broken from. And he sees a window. But what we don't know until up until this point is that it's actually a trick window. So you could see it from the outside, but you can't see it from the inside. That's so crazy. 
Can you imagine mm-hmm. just having a trick window? That'd like be that? fucking. I mean, if I had that much money, I'd get. I get. A, I'd get a fake everything for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fake door, fake restroom. Like, I would, I'd get oh a yeah, fake the, house. Oh yeah, fake that's not entr- the, <laughs> a fake entrance to the house. <laughs> oh yeah, that's not the entrance. The entrance is actually from the beginning of the fucking driveway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah actually, there's a, there's a fake door underneath. There's actually a tunnel system where <laughs> so you gotta go. So down. yeah, so yeah, so they they <laughs> notice a trick called window, and they go up there and they notice the dry mud on the floor. And this is where Detective Elliot's like, well, we never know when that could have happened. It could have been from any time. But then Benoit notices the semi-fresh mud on the windowsill. And he says, like, go get this tested against the mud outside, the mud on the carpet, and make sure it's all the same. And then we move forward to the will actually being read. At this point, Benoit suggests, like, that no one should leave town until the investigation is complete. And then the, the person reading the will... Which is kind of funny thinking about it. We talked about a will a couple weeks ago with Manchester by the Sea. But, uh, <laughs> so we find out that Harlan altered a, the will a week before his death. And he writes a statement where he mentions the people who he changed the will about. And saying like, you know, it, it's going to come to a big surprise to you, but it's for the best. And we basically find out that everyone from the family has been cut. And that Marta is the sole receiver of all the assets and the house as well. The family loses their mind over this, and Marta is shocked because she had no and, idea. And, and then they start calling her Anchor Baby, yeah. kind of like not Jesus. They they and hit Linda calls her Linda calls her like a sneaky bitch or something, yeah. or you little bitch, you know. And Damn. then you know okay, well, Martha, dude, okay, okay, okay. I'm saying all. all I'm saying, Jamie Lee Curtis, come on, knives out. Everything Bro, she does once. come out in everything. I forgot about that. But everything everything at once, she plays a very good hard ass bitch. That's, you know, that's unfortunately, um something came out about this movie when uh when she was talking to Anna de Armes in this movie. Yeah. She Uh-oh. said that she was very surprised by how well a foreign actor could act. Oh. Yeah. she ended up playing that character a little too well. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. Which and then uh, Linda basically says everyone to get out of their house, and then she's kind of like, "Wait, is it still our house?" And then the guy who was reading the the well basically says, "It like, was Alan, my boy. He's the wayman. He took too many." And he's like, "He's like, oh, she gets the house too," and then everyone just tries to swarm her. Everyone's saying like, "Hey, you need <laughs> no, to no, give no." It. What happened was like, "This is." She was like, basically like, "This is bullshit." And she was like, telling the detective. You guys need to get the get the get the fuck out, Alan. You're useless. Get out. And he's like, thank you. And he packs <laughs> up and he leaves. And, and then, then he- everyone's <laughs> swarming her as she walks out to the car, you know. But her car's not turning on because it's a piece of shit Hyundai. And <laughs> we see Ransom pull up in his little Beamer and kind of like calling her over, like, "Let's go," you know. Which Ransom I- Ransom lived prior to that. Yeah, he lets a little. He snuck out be- yeah, like before yeah, that happened. Yeah, 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 he did. And so Ransom takes her to a dinner and feeds her baked beans and sausage. By and the I- way, um, spill the beans, baked beans, spill the beans. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and- spill the beans. And so as the <laughs> server is passing by, Ransom asks for an extra bowl. And so Ransom mentions that he knows. First of all, he mentions that he knows three things about the whole situation. One, he knows that Harlan didn't commit suicide. He's not sure of it. He knows. Second, he knows that lying makes Marta puke. And third, he knows she just ate a shitload of baked beans and sausage. sausage. So what is it? Spilling the beans. Let's go. <laughs> Bing. Boom. Bing. Beans. So we get the next scene where the family is basically trying to come up with ways to revoke the will. Saying like, 
you know, Harlan was old. He was taking morphine and meds. He was like unsound. He was not in the right state of mind. And then, uh, or they were trying to use undue influence as a defensive. They were basically saying that, oh, you know, Marta put her claws into him was and was influencing yeah, him. Yeah, like, like she drugged him or something like that. <laughs> I was like, you fucking bitches. These people like, are scum, You guys came bro. over here like all heartwarming and all that. And then just instantly fucking turn their neck and fucking yep. just. And then this is, uh, I think where Joni says, like, what about the Slayer defense? And then the 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 guy Alan was like, oh, no, but that only happens when somebody kills them to get the inheritance. And then this is where she re- they realized why Benoit is still there. Because yeah. it, he wouldn't still be there if it was only a suicide. And then they go up to him and he says, like, I don't believe that it is a suicide anymore. Yeah. There is foul play. And then Meg seems to be kind of reasonable still. She's like, you know what? It's what Grandpa wanted. And then it's okay, you know? But then the mom, Joni, she's like, I have no money. I can't pay for your tuition. How the f- mm. <laughs> Yeah. And then like, this is where she realized like, dude, like my tuition isn't going to get paid anymore. Yeah. And then Meg just becomes what the word Meg means. <laughs> <laughs> Family guy. <laughs> That's all we should think of. <laughs> so we shoot, we shoot back to the diner and Marta has told Ransom everything. And you see there's like four beers and like, a Tom Collins or like a whiskey it, sour, yeah, maybe. It, it was a Jack and Coke, hundred percent Jack and Coke. Ransom is drunk. <laughs> first of all, he's buzzed. He's like after having listened to everything, but we get kind of an uncharacteristic response from him after seeing what we've already know about him. He's like, "I'm not gonna tell anyone. You're not gonna go to prison. The detective won't catch you, and you won't have to give up the money." He's like, "I want to help you." But then we find out, like, oh, oh, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, you're not going to get part of your inheritance. And then he's like, oh, no, I'm still going to get my cut. And he's basically like blackmailing her. Yeah. I mean, she didn't took it as that. She was like, I'll help you. Basically, it was more like, hey, I'll help you out as long as you give me my cut. She didn't like, oh, no, you better give me my cut. He was more like, I'll help you out. Just give me my cut. But at that point, I think she realizes like, oh, this is why you're trying to help me. No, yeah. no, 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 that's not true. Cause at the very end, she was very still trying to defend him. At the very end, she was. I think Marta was just trying to help him because she's a good person, right? Regardless of how shitty she didn't know it. <coughs> regardless how shitty ransom was the whole time, you know. She I didn't think she know help him out anyway. She didn't know. No, she did not know. Did you watch the movie recently? I watched <laughs> it yesterday. Did you watch the movie? <laughs> That's fucking wild, bro. Okay, but any, okay, but but anyway, it's like I swear to God. But but anyway, it it would basically be that Marta would get off clean. She would get some of the money. Ransom is gonna get his cut of the inheritance, and he gets to fuck over his family. And then shortly after, Meg calls and she apologizes on everyone's behalf and says no one knows she's calling her, mm-hmm. which is a fucking lie. Uh, and she asks her what she's going to do about the will and suggests that she should give it back. And March is kind of like, like, you know, you're still, care- you're still caring about the money, you know? And she tells her that her mom's broke and that she's going to have to drop out of school. And she offers her help her as much as she can and just hangs up. And we see that this whole time the family has been listening. But after the second time watching it, I think Meg was genuinely thinking that she could convince me. Marta to give back the money because she starts crying when she realizes like yeah that I think she starts crying not because she's not going to give the money back but because the fact that Marta offered to still pay her and help yeah. her out with tuition so she's like 
what did I do? Because later we find out that she has disclosed that Marta's mother is like illegal. Yeah. Which, Which is fucked up, dude. Like imagine someone being Wait, like a, okay. as a when, close when friend. When she said that, when was that? What do you, oh no, what? It's implied. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let, let me get to the next scene, and you'll see where. Yeah. Well, before we get there, uh, we are trying to see this movie as like a metaphor for 2016 of forward America. I think uh, an interesting thing this movie is trying to say is how fast people that call themselves progressive and SJW will flip when their form of income is threatened by immigrants. Uh, bottom line. Mm-hmm. The bottom line. Yeah, like an example of this would be like how a lot of immigrants get uh, priority in grants for college and how fast a lot of these college students would flip, flip on immigrants saying that they don't deserve it, that they're just giving a gift to themselves, you know? Right. And then we get to the next scene, which is the next morning, and somebody leaked the story about the will reading and that everybody was completely cut out, like all the family members. There's a media team outside trying to talk to her. And then we move. We get like a slight kind of moment between Benoit and Great Nana. And he's kind of talking about her old age, you know, like, you know, grief kind of reduces with old age, but the feelings are still intense, you know, and like there's more weariness when you're older. And he basically says, like, I know you want to tell me something, but I'll wait. Yeah, He's, he knows something's up with her because she's never spoken up until this point, really. You know, and I think this shows me that I really like his character, uh, LeBlanc, because I feel like he's the only person in this movie that treated her like a human. Yeah, because he's, he's like, like I'm sorry if I'm the only one to give you condolences. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 okay, that was a little fucked up, dude. I felt so bad. Yeah. And then he was all like, I enjoyed this time with you. Like, I enjoyed it. This is very peaceful. Yeah. And, uh, and then we flash back to the house where Marta is trying to sneak out the back. And she takes the mail and she realizes that there's a blank letter in the pile of mail. And then as she's leaving outside, Walt confronts her and basically blackmails her, trying to tell her like, oh, you know, like. It would be a shame if your mother or like if people find out found out that your mother was an immigrant, you know. But you know what? We'll do the best that we can to help you. You've done so much for us and we're going to help you so much. We're going to use all our resources to help your mother out. And Marta's kind of panicking. She's like, fuck, that's true. But then she's like, wait, you're, I'm going to help my mom out with my resources. Yeah, because your resources are my resources. resources. Oh, boom. I was but fucking then, popping off she, when she said that shit, bro. Yes, bro. And I was just <laughs> like, damn, your own friend fucking outsold you, bro. <laughs> and like, that's fucked. Walt uh, has been a fucking douche since the very fucking beginning, bro. Fuck that guy. And then so she opens up the blank letter and she there's a it's a header of a toxicology report with a handwritten letter that says, I know what you did. So she goes to ransom and shows him the letter and he recognizes that it's a toxicology report because he helped Harlan kind of do like some research with like, yeah, different like medical things to help with the books. (laughs) So they go to where the they go to where the report is from and they find out that it has been burned down. And it's so like, weird, bro. Like they just go over there, they drive up. I mean, well, we get cutscenes of, of course, the the of the building. It's already been burnt. You know, firefighters on the scene. You know, and uh, coincidentally, or I think just because it's his job, uh, Blanc is there. 
And he's like, you know, hey, what's the cheese, you know? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> coming over with his weird ass What's accent. the sitch? What's the sitch, yeah. And, you know, lo and behold, Ran- uh, Ransom and uh, um, Marta coming in in, their, in the vehicle. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, why is it burned Why are we down? led here and it's burned down? And they're just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, who would go out of their way to burn this fucking building? Yeah. You know? And so, um, Ransom basically asks her, like, did you get any other phone calls? Did you get an email? And then she checks her email and she got an anonymous email with a, with a uh-huh. rendezvous time at a certain Telling place. Telling her to check her email. <laughs> Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And then uh, as they're kind of like about to speed away, Benoit notices that they're there kind of hiding out and he's kind of walking he's, towards them. He's like, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. And then she, <laughs> and then she hits the fucking, the, the Tokyo Drift in the little Hyundai <laughs> and, and they speed off. They hit the skirt, skirt. And it's so funny because like, but uh, Ransom's like, press on the gas pedal. I am. And yeah. it's like going super slow, bro. <laughs> He's like, we should have taken my uh the beamer. His his, his yeah, beamer. The weamer. <laughs> and so they're like driving and they get to the they get to like the city and then she uses the size of her car to her advantage. She's like driving through the alleys, making the police cars crash. And then they finally get to like an alley where they think they're safe, and then we see the police the police cars kind of pull up. Excuse me. And so they pull them over, and we think they're like, fuck. Marta's fucked, you know, like she fucking ran away from the police. But then they say that they got a call from the great Nana saying that they she saw Ransom the night of the crime. So they take they take him. They take him in for questioning. Yeah, and you know, she it completely evades that uh, that situation, you know, uh Blanc is uh asking her, "Hey, uh, you know, did he force you to the, you know, to drive off and like, you know, to do all that stuff?" And she's like, you know, yeah, and <laughs> she obviously know you know she can't lie. So yeah. as soon as she gets in the car without their without their viewing, immediately throws up in the fucking <laughs> big old fucking cup, which is so fucking gross. And um, you know, the blonde kids hops in the car with her, and he's just like, "All right, well, like, uh, let's go, let's go to the police station and uh, police see what's going on." So how do you not smell the throw up or whatever? No. I know. Huh? Uh, well, I mean, it is. I get it, plot armor, but I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then uh, Marta uh, asked Blanc if they can stop by uh, to pick up to pick up something on the way to the police station, which is her going to uh, meet whoever's blackmailing her, right? Exactly. So she goes ahead and parks right next to where she's supposed to be. Goes around the back while Blanc is distracted, listening to some sweet tunes. Yeah, he's just fucking vibing out, brother. <laughs> he's just like... <laughs> and uh, when we follow Martha into this, like, abandoned uh, laundromat, we find out she sees, uh, one, Run. her bag, right? Her her medical bag. And two, Fran, uh, almost dead. Unconscious, uh, Unconscious. Dude, pale fucking skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she's just like... She has a fucking spider in her fucking face, yeah. bro. And then <laughs> this is when Marta is uh, shown a decision. She has to decide whether to leave Marta to die, no, or Fran to die, or call the the cops to uh, rescue her, right? 
And which, you know what she does? She does what she does best. She follows her heart. Yeah, she is a good person, so she calls uh, 911 to go save Bran. And, you know, she obviously, you know, she uh, she tries to do CPR. She mm-hmm. gets her to breathe. And Bran's like, you, you Bran, did it. You did it. You did you it. Did it. Yeah, 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 you yeah. did you it. You did it. You uh, did it. <laughs> so at the, yeah, so at this point, the ambulance picks up Fran, and then we see Marta and Benoit back at the back at the hospital, and and I think at this point, Marta's just defeated. She's like, you know, it's over. Like, like I'm gonna tell you everything, the truth, everything, because Ransom. But notate, she did mention about the stash. Oh, the stash. Oh, that's true. I'm oh, sorry, later, but Fran. Oh, yeah. Fran had mentioned stashed that the yeah. toxicology copy was stashed somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, we're at the hospital and. Marta basically is like, you know, it's over. I'll tell you everything. And then because Benoit said that Ransom had confessed everything. And she was like, she didn't leave anything. He didn't leave anything out about me. Right. And he's mm-hmm. like, no. So we can assume that Benoit knows everything that yeah. was has been and said. Benoit to him. was like case closed. <laughs> and then she's like, I I'll like I'll confess to the family myself. I want them to hear from me. Yeah. And so they are right. It sucks because she feels like she's still at fault and guilty for what she's about to do. And, you know, and Blanc's like, (laughs) you have no idea. Blanc's like, "Uh, I don't know, man. Like, you kind (laughs) of. He's still really skeptical about him, which is like just a detective in him, I think. I think also because he still doesn't know who hired him, right? There's that. Right. As Blanc calls it, the hole within the hole within the hole. The whole of the whole of the donut. The donut within the donut. Who did it? Everything ever <laughs> all I want. <laughs> the donut. The b- everything bagel. <laughs> oh, that's right. It was bagel, not donut. <laughs> but uh, oh, so the bagel. Bagel. So the so Marta finishes. We see Marta and Benoit arriving back at the house, and she's finishing the last part of the story. So. They walk inside and Meg apologizes about disclosing the information about her mom, you know. And she says something on the lines of, oh, I'm going to fucking smoke all of Fran's stash after this. Yeah. And then that's where she realized what Fran means about the stash. So she's like, oh, Oh, fuck. So they go to the stash. They go. Yeah, they both go to the stash and they find the copy of the toxicology report. And then she's like, I can't believe I just handed you the evidence that's going to basically show that I'm guilty. But up until this point. The only person who, well, hold on, no, I'll say it later. But nobody, like like um, Marta and Benoit, have not seen the results of the toxicology. Yes. They report. just already go by the assumption of like, you know what, fuck it, it's already in the system. Yeah. They, she so knows we, about the dosages. So we see Marta in front of the whole family gathered in the room, you know, and she starts apologizing like that. All this is happening. And just as she's about to confess what happened, we see Benoit in the background reading the toxicology report. I mean, if you're paying very, very close, close attention. attention. And it's like, funny like, because, because you're so focused on what uh, Marta had to say. Yes. I, I don't feel like a lot of people were looking in the background. That's all I'm saying. It's funny because like, you can look at the family and they're like, Intense. Yeah, clench. We're going to get our monies. We're going to get our money back. You know, we back in business, baby. You know, we fucking bowling out here. And then we're both Daddy Craig comes in, <laughs> stops her mid sentence, and he's like, "Y'all are pieces of shit. You treated <laughs> her like shit. You're trying to steal your fortune back. And you know what? Marta is not gonna renounce the will. And you know what? 
it I'm gonna let them know that it was a suicide. And he's like drops the mic and then like mm-hmm. everybody's just kinda like, What the fuck? And like, so Benoit brings Marta to a different room and tells the detectives to kick everybody out with the exception of one unknown person. And so Benoit was like, you know, this whole time, as Beto was saying about the donut, this whole time there was a hole, like a hole within the donut of the with, in the a hole donut? of the donut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And he was like, I was like, like, I was wondering why it was happening why Cra- er- before everything transpired. When uh, Craig was explaining about the hole, all I could think of was like Gucci Mane. He's like, you could get lost in the south. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's basically saying, like, why did why was I hired before the reading of the will? And he's like, only somebody who knew about Marta and the will would have been involved. And this is when we reveal that Ransom gets brought into the room. He was the one person well, to be left Trooper, inside. What's his name? Trooper Wagner. Wagner. He's like, hey, you know, get everybody in the room. But then he whispers in the ears like, hey, but but we all know that he's like, hey, bring Ransom in the room. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta talk to this dog real quick. So we then, gotta talk to Captain America. What's up? What are you doing <laughs> now? We we know that you fell off. Avengers. He fell off. So so <laughs> so this is where, in detective slash crime, thriller novel movie this TV we, shows. This this is the climax, as yeah. we say. This is where the busting. This is where Ben Wap basically puts all the context clues on its own on his own and he figures out and he lays it all out oh, he ben fucking Watt, pulls Watt. off his cock and puts it on the table he, he, he just says gives, he just gives it the <laughs> <laughs> he just gives it the whap yeah so this is another twist a twist within a twist it so wasn't we, Marta who did it so or ransom it was ransom who orchestrated everything from the start up until the very small details of the vials of medicine yeah. So I just find it so crazy that every steps that he did was the same steps that Marta did and like did. like after he did it. But what yeah. was so dope was that <laughs> what they found out was like how the drugs were provided. Yeah. So turns out uh Ransom has switched the morphine and the other medication vials expecting for Marta to uh, overdose my boy uh, Harlan. Yeah, Harlan. But turns out when Harlan flipped the board and Marta picked up the medication, just because she has done it so many times, she was able to tell which one was which by nature and And gave him the right medication. Yeah, because one's like foggy and the other one's kind of clear. Yeah. It was a velocity. The viscosity, yeah. Yeah, how heavy it was. I mean, I don't think it it exactly matters. It just, what matters is that Martha knew because she's done it so many times because she's a good nurse. And it sucks, man, because fucking Harlan died. (laughs) The smallest detail for mystery matters. So, yes, the velocity. Viscosity. The viscosity. Viscosity, whatever it is, it mattered because that's the way she knew. She knew because the way it felt, and it's tr- and it's it's she true even when like it. it's true even like in the scene because Benoit actually got two vials and covered them up, and she still picked up the correct one. Yeah. So we find out that even though the vials were switched, she still injected it with the same amount of the correct medicine, which means that. Harlan was never actually in any danger. So if she had actually called the ambulance, he RIP GG, he would have still been alive, <laughs> yeah. you know, which kind of sucks. But going back to this whole plot, I, I, I okay, okay, I, I kind of want to touch up on that. I feel like even if he was in danger or not, he was happy to give up his life for Martha. Yeah, 
I, I feel like like it's like the way he was acting. Well, of course, because he didn't know. So well, no, but, of, but, of course, but, he didn't but, know. But like, like I think, like think about it. Like he knew what he was doing, and he was willing to give up everything. His whole like everything he built up, everything with his kid, just for one person. I agree, but like, like I think I mentioned earlier, if he hadn't changed the will, it might have been a different outcome. I think at I this mean, point he had already the, changed but that, but that, it. Yeah, but that's not the point. Like if that if that was the point, that was the point. The point is he already changed his will. Get to the point. No, I mean the point is like <laughs> my point is that like he, you know, like he whether he knew or not, he was still gonna do it. Yeah. The the the, the will was changed, and he was he felt like he was doing it for a good cause. So I just, I just love the overall thing, just because like <laughs> I just still picture of the dog where he's like, "Yeah, I got you, I got this on camera." <laughs> <laughs> um, so we find out why Great Nana actually confused Marta uh, for ransom. It was because of the ploy. Ransom had actually been up and come down and actually was seen by Great Nana. And yeah. then Benoit kind of asks him why he hired him. You know? Can yeah. I can I, can I say something? What? If this is if they ever come out with the reason why they use Nana as that, have you ever seen that true case? By the way, well, I think the wife kills. This is a real case. A a, a lady kills her husband, and the way they find out that the lady killed the husband because the parent was repeating the same thing what happened before. Are Truth. you comparing Nana to a parrot? Yes, <laughs> yes, hundred percent. Look, no. Look up this case. <laughs> it is so crazy. I think I've, I've I'm pretty sure I've heard the of lady it. was in get away with it, but then the parrot started saying lines that happened the night of the murder. Can you imagine a fucking <laughs> parrot selling you out, bro? No, yeah. literally. No, 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 no. This is a real case. Look it up. It it, it, it did not. It happened like not too long ago. Like it's fucking crazy. But the, I just thought about that. I was like, wow, this reminds uh, me of the Now you're going to think twice. Now you got to kill the person. Then you, you you're going to kill like, the dog or the parrot. <laughs> uh, no no so, witnesses. <laughs> so so we find out that what Ransom and Harlan were actually arguing about is the fact that Harlan was going to cut out everybody from the from the will and that Marta was going to receive everything. Mm-hmm. So at this point, he storms off and he drives off. He realizes that something actually needs to be done. So this is where we find out the ploy. He goes up the same side path that Marta went up. He goes up the same trick, like <laughs> window hall. Like he does everything what Harlan said correctly, and yeah. that's why he has him inside of him. That's why Harlan says like that boy has so much in me in him. Yeah, and then, um, so he goes into the study. He switches the vials of medication. However, we, like we already mentioned, Marta already knew without even looking at them that you know like i think benoit says like oh they were switched and she's like oh but i switched them when they fell even again so i did give them the wrong dose but this is where benoit says like but you already picked out the correct one so you've done this so many times you know which one was the correct one yeah and so we find out that the whatever the name of the medicine to counteract the morphine was was missing was because ransom went during the funeral to steal it and this is where we found out that that's why he wasn't there at the funeral. Yeah. And then it kind of goes back to this whole. It was during the funeral where Fran saw him taking the bag and she's the one who sent him the toxicology report. And it was, she was blackmailing Ransom, but yes. Ransom decided to use it to his advantage and use it and towards lo Marta. And behold, who was there? The young and innocent. Marta. 
Let's go. And so uh, we already mentioned this too. Like if Marta had actually called the ambulance, he might have still been alive, which is something that Benoit actually the, says. No, no, yeah. the, the issue was not he not might have been. He would have. He been would alive. have been alive because she he gave him the right doses. He was just she just got confused by the labels. Right, right. And then Ransom went later that night to try to get the vows, but this is where we get the alibi of the dogs barking and waking up Meg at three a.m. So he decides to leave. And then the following week is when he sent the envelope to Benoit with the money and the the newspaper clipping. So yeah, what happened is since he showed up to or when he woke up after he thought that uh, Arlen was gonna be dead, it was by suicide and not by overdose. So he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna hire the best detective there is to figure out that he actually was overdosed instead of like dead." And right. then the tics- the toxic the tics- Toxicology reports show that it wasn't by overdose. He had to find a way to get rid of it. And that's when we find out that he was one that set fire to the... Uh, the, the lab. Yeah. Not to and mention that he got caught. Right. And like... like after, <laughs> Beto, after what Beto just said, he, like, he realizes that he could use it to his advantage to get his cut of the inheritance. And that is why he burns it down. So he sends the anonymous email as well with the address where Fran was supposed to meet with him. But he goes to deal with her first. And then, you know, this is where Marta comes. And then she realizes that what Fran said was not you did this, but Hugh did this. Which Hugh, is Hugh Yakman. Did which is this. which is it's like what <laughs> Hugh, it's like what Ransom said at the beginning. Only the help calls me Hugh. Yeah. And this is if she like everything clicks in her head, yeah. you know. Crazy. And so at this point, Martha gets a call from the hospital saying that Fran had survived. And that would mean that it was Ransom who had killed her. Can, can, we, can we reenact the, the phone call real quick? Yeah, Milo? you want me to throw up on your face? No, I want you to. I'll, I'll, I'll be the doctor <laughs> telling you about Fran's. Okay, okay go are you ready? Go. Hello, this is Dr. Christopher. I just want to let you know Fran just passed away from an overdose. Oh, really? That's yeah. good to hear. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> I just said she passed away. I thank you so much for calling. We'll be Wait, there to see you, her soon. What you don't understand about passing away? It didn't Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. I did think about that too. I was like, damn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> just so bad. Bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> I said she passed away. <laughs> so uh, as Benoit is about to be taken away, Marta throws up because she has actually lied and Fran is actually dead. And then Ransom was like, see... She is dead, so there is no proof, but they have his confession on recording from the detectives that he had already confessed to killing her. Yeah. Bro. And then he tries to kill Marta with a prop knife. I mean, you shouldn't ruin it. No, but So he grabs a knife off of... Off oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind it. <laughs> um, so then um, Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Yak, man, grabs a knife. Off of uh, his uh, grandfather's, uh, like, kind of like Game Knife of Thrones. Kind of like a Game display, of Thrones yeah. type of thing. Tries to stab Mara. And then only to find out that when he impels her, it was actually a prop knife. Instead of going in, it, re- it retracted back into the the stick. Bro, yeah. But how lucky is she that, like, he... Yeah, I don't get that. It shows all the other knives. And, but, I'm like, and it's but, like... Fuck. But there's a, there's a point earlier... When Marta and him are in the study and they're kind of he's talking about Ransom, how about how he wishes he was nicer to him, but that he sees so much of him and him and that he lives like life like a dangerous game where you can't even tell the difference between a prop knife and a real knife. So I think it kind of 
I even then there was a scene when um one of the officers was talking about like how he was a big fan and he was like, Did you know like this is a prop from one of his books? Yeah, he has a lot of props in the home like in yeah, his like, whole like uh, so all his estate. books. Yeah, like he has props from his own books. Like the carved animals, the trick window hall. Yeah, so it, it, it was it was kinda like if you don't pay attention to Certain details you wouldn't like. You would think, oh, simply just put arms. You know, the one that did pay attention to details, which was a whole fanatic, was Trooper Wagner. Trooper Wagner, because he was a fanatic. <laughs> I love Trooper Wagner, bro. He he's so funny like, in this movie. He's like, oh my god. Oh <laughs> even god. even after she's about to get killed, he was like, let him cook. Let him cook. Let him cook. <laughs> <laughs> the plot thickens. <laughs> uh, and then so, yeah, Benoit. You know, he gets convicted, he gets arrested, and we see them kind of walking him out as the family is just, like, defeated. We see Linda return the baseball, and she's, she sees the blank letter her father left her. And, she and, and, and I think, I think, because, like, earlier she explained that, like, oh, like, dad plays by a certain game, and once you understand the rules, you know how to win the game. And this is why she decides to burn underneath the letter. Because she reveals, knew that was part of the game. It reveals, like, a heat-seeking ink. That basically says that you know what Richard, Richard is cheating on you. Or he cheated on you, and she kind of looks up at him, and she's he's yelling at her to like call the attorneys, so but then he see, he that. sees a piece of paper in her hand, and he realizes what she knows, yeah. and his his arms just like fall what, down. Do you think he was rich beforehand, or he got rich because of her? No, he got rich because of her. Okay, just yeah, one hundred percent. He didn't have anything. I hope so. That guy's such a douche. And uh, he's a great actor for it, though. <laughs> True. <laughs> so we find out that Benoit or I think Marta asked him, did you know from the start that I had something to do with it? And he's like, as soon as you stepped foot and literally there's blood on her shoe. Yeah. OK, I have an issue because, you know, if you look at the blood splat, if you look at it's it, it's a really small blood splat. Yeah. And, and it's like more like all the blood is between the laces. No, but no. Even then, like where uh where uh Holland died, it's it's pretty yeah. It's yeah, far it as fuck. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I get like, it. Too far. Yeah, it, it was just like, come on, dude. It it wasn't that hard. Like it was an easy fix. Come on. But anyways, and then I, that, that's me being critical. Yeah, me being very critical. But still, it's just kind of like, come on, dude. It's and not then, that hard. And then Mar- Martha kind of asks him like, should I help the family out? And he's like, well, I know what I know, and I know what I would do. And then she kind of like with the same coffee cup that belonged to Harlan, she kind of walks out to the, the to the porch. ledge, or to yeah, the porch. The, or it was like a balcony. It was a balcony. The balcony. Sorry. And she kind of looks at the family with contempt that she's like, she's like, with this is porch. my property. This is my property. Like, yeah. like how the tables turn. What a know? way to end the movie, by the way, with my house, my rules, my coffee. Yeah. It's perfect. You know, I think it ended really well. It's I a really so good too. ending. How the white man have fallen. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, uh, if there's any white man who wants to sponsor us, that's a lot of Shut money. The fuck up. I'll be more than happy to sell out. We won't sell you out. We'll actually give you your, your funds back if there was a fee. And a uh, fucking will issue. As we get down to the to the end of it, as we always do, we just want to recap what we each think about the movie. So we're going to start with Brian first. What did you think of the movie? I think it was a really good, uh, how do you say... Is it is it considered like a crime? crime? Yeah, yeah, detective uh, crime thriller. A who done it? Yeah, a who yeah, done it? Yeah, like, like that was really good. Um, it's not complicated. That's what I like. And when it comes to movies where, 
you know you don't have to view it a few more times and if you could get it right on the nail you know everything was just everything like other than like from character development to knowing each and every characters that weren't really of course the focused ones but each and every one of them played a good role to just understand like okay this is not copper and i think um you know like how beto had mentioned earlier before that you know this plays as a a political political situation of like how <laughs> one as far as for how how would i say in this white cultural world that we're living in can play with uh one simple person that actually is, that actually is uh willing to help out with uh with people of color and you know obviously that there's other people that will not <laughs> and will turn their heads like a fucking snake as of always and how about you chris what did you think um i agree with brian like i like it how it's a, it's a very like a, a really good way for like to ease like i guess <coughs> normies into um like kind of like who did it type of movie you know like murder mystery it's a very good way to ease people into it and i enjoyed it a lot um but i didn't think anything deep about the movie other than like wow like you know cool thriller killer plot yeah i i, I don't have a lot to say about the movie other than i did i really did enjoy it you know that's really all i have and to then say. i really enjoyed it too i thought it was entertaining milo what would you what do you think about the movie i thought it was really entertaining uh i thought the ensemble cast was really great um this is a movie that definitely has rewatch value if it's something that you feel comfort in, you know, rewatching movies. You know, you don't really get bored watching it more than once. I watched it twice in the last 24 hours and I didn't get tired of it. And you notice more the more you watch it. And um, yeah, I, th I enjoyed it. And then finally, Beto, one last, any last thoughts? The man himself. Hey. Well, uh, I think for once, without any like deeper meaning this is just a solid movie keeps you entertained has very a lot of twists and uh it keeps you engaged uh two i think if you do want to look at this movie a little deeper uh it has a lot a very wholesome message to say right that us as immigrants can take what we deserve in this uh white uh based uh country by just doing what we have been doing and is playing our own game making a pretty picture and just being ourselves right yes. um so yeah even though i don't think the message of it is very realistic it is a message that does make me uh feel very happy about the future america when sometimes it can be very hard to be positive on how this country is going one that passes the flame yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it does not be greedy with it and as we are about to sign off, can you, Brian, tell us the movie we'll be talking about next time? Ooh, absolutely. Now, this is going to be a little bit different. Um, so far, I think we've been like kind of focusing on a lot of like crime. and uh, I mean, this is still going to follow no, up No, this crime. is definitely a crime movie. <laughs> 100% crimes. Everywhere. But we're going to take it into a more, I would say, action type of step. And uh, the way that I say that is because we're going to be watching 
and discussing. Say it. Say it with your chest. Sicario. No. Say it with your chest. Sicario. 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 And uh, that's gonna be one of the really, really good crime movies that I. That's oh well, I mean, as far as for you, uh, you know, it's so funny. Like in all these like rounds of movies that we talk about, there seems to be some kind of reoccurring theme, no matter what we do. Like the last time around, we watched a bunch of freaking uh, Paul Dano films, and now we're gonna watch <laughs> a, a second uh, Denis Villeneuve <laughs> film. So I kind of like that little, you know, yeah, stick, yeah, yeah. we're sticking to what we know, <laughs> but it's going to get interesting. It's going to be awesome. I feel like it's like so, like, it's like so subconscious type of thing. Devil 100%. But um, before we sign off, but, um, my name is Milo. My name is uh, Skinny Penis. Just kidding. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy, Brian. And this was Beto. And we signing out this bitch. We'll see Hasta you guys on the next one. Later. Hasta la vista. It was Beto who murdered my mom. Oh, oh. Peace.